so um, I believe that there should be a distinct difference in how we respond versus people who are not in God respond. So that this is not a broadcast to say that one is better than the other, but I do believe that ultimately God wants to give us the wisdom um, to be able to speak the right things whenever we find ourselves in situations um, that are that are not favorable for us, and we can do more harm than good. Um, you know, it's, it's just the same as if you're frustrated or you're angry, and you say something that you don't mean. Um, towards the person that you may love, then you go back and you try to correct that, and then it's too late. You've already said it. Even though you may apologize, those words still stink. And, and, and it's because we were never designed to say something that we didn't mean. We were always, we, we were created to always say what we meant and mean what we say. And so it's important that we understand the magnitude of words because words are very powerful. Now, when we talk about um, our voice and what we say, you know, the Word the word of God oftentimes says um, if we're going to, if the mountain is going to be moved, we have to first say something. If you say to this mountain, be thy removed, be thou cast into the sea, you say it. And so, to, to confess something means that I am declaring. I am I'm given a statement or an announcement or proclamation. I am making it known. And I believe that God wants us to make um, statements concerning um, our lives, the things that we're wanting to see come forth in our lives, and not allow our lives to be this this, this situation to where things are happening to us and we're just sitting there taking it. I believe literally that you, with the wisdom of God, have the power to um, for your situations to, to change based on what you say. I believe that we can magnify um, things that are happening within our lives by uh, confessing what we're seeing as opposed to what is the desired outcome. So um, one thing in, in life and in my profession is, is that I'm a solutions-driven person. And I think that we have to train our mind to be solution-driven because we are naturally um, people that will confess the problem. And we typically think that by confessing the problem, getting it out and talking about it. Yes, that's necessary, but some of us talk about it more than what we should. And we don't just talk about it with one or two people. We keep talking about it with whomever will listen to us. And that's not that's not necessarily a good thing because based on where the individual is that you're speaking with will determine how you come out feeling about that situation. Now, I definitely don't want to release things that are happening in my life to a person that's unlearned or a person that doesn't have the ability to have a solution for my situation. So I'm going to be very careful about what I say because now I'm going to, uh, it's going to cause me to have to fight <laughs> whatever their response is and also how I'm feeling versus 
um, they're going to give me some wisdom, some godly wisdom and counsel concerning the situation to where I don't look at it the same. And so you just have to be very mindful and you have to be very careful and selective with what it is that you're giving your ear to because what you're putting in will come out of your mouth. And then there's also uh, where you have allowed yourself to go through so many things that it's grown, you, you have, it's almost like you just take it, you take it, and you don't know what to say, so you don't say anything. Uh, one, one of the things that, a lesson that one of, um, uh, a lady that I can remember back in a church where I actually got saved, she would always tell me that when sickness hits your body, it's not time to close your mouth. It's time to start declaring the Word of God. Well, of course, you should be confessing the Word of God over yourself anyway. So it should be a habit that is already formed. That way, when it happens, if it happens, um, sickness happens to come upon your body, then you're not a person that's going to sit there and be silent. You're going to open up your mouth and you're going to release the Word of God concerning that. By his stripes, I'm healed. Um, you know, he sent his word and it healed them. And you've got to know that God wants you healed. But how else would you know that if you don't get in the word? So we have to begin to allow our minds and, um, and our spirits to be fed with the word of God. It has to be fed with the word of God. Because if it's not, then you don't have anything to pull from. You'll pull from what you know. And what you know hasn't necessarily been something that has set you free. So you really have to make sure that you are rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Now, another thing I want to talk to you about, about your voice, is this. Many of us um, know that God has put things in us, but we're so hesitant to release it because we're so concerned about what somebody else is going to say, whether somebody else is going to receive what we say. One thing I have learned and still learning is that my voice may not be for everybody. And that's okay. I'm okay with it. And I think if we can get out of this syndrome where we want everybody to receive every single thing that we're saying, everything that I say is based on my belief and foundation in the Word of God. I'm not making anything up. Now, I may not have the level of revelation that the next person has, but I definitely have something to say. And there's definitely people that need to hear what I have to say. And so that's what you have to get in your mind. Stop comparing yourself to the next person. People that get a kick out of just being deep all the time and having no um, relational, um, there, there's, no, there's no basis of relationship with what it is that they're saying. Some people just, they thrive off of just, you know, having this deep revelation in God. And hear me, I am a person that is that believes highly in revelation, the revelatory gifts of God. I believe in all of that. But some people literally exist to be deep. And that means that they, they, they want people to think that, you know, oh, I just got all this revelation, I got all this or whatever, and then for the person that's coming up in the ranks with them, 
may begin to measure themselves against that person. Now, I believe that we should all study to show ourselves approved. You know, that is the Word of God. We need to make sure that we're spending time in the Word of God. We're spending time in the presence of God and allowing the Word to be revealed to us and not just going off the next big revelation or, you know, and all of these things or whatever. And I just think that we can get so off course. And so a lot of these things, you know, will have people being lost in the shuffle or not knowing who they are. Well, I don't quite fit with this group because, you know, they, they know more. They, they, they know more in the word than, than what I do. No, I believe that gifts should sharpen other gifts. I believe that iron sharpens iron. And that's not a competition thing. That means that, you know, uh, I may not have all the knowledge that I need to have in this area. And you may. Let me become a student of the Word through listening to how God is revealing things to you and how the Word is coming through you so that I can, you know, I can begin to sharpen um, myself in that area. And so the, the, the things that we have to understand is that we've got to stop comparing ourselves to people. I believe that even the uh, most most um, anointed person out there can still they still have room to learn. And sometimes it's not learning from, uh, we can learn from everybody, anybody that God uses. Amen? And so we want to make sure that we're not uh, forming these elite classes of Christians in the body. You know, um, I call them elitists. What is an elitist? You know, um, an elitist is basically a select group of people with a certain um, agenda or intrinsic quality of high uh, worth, wealth, value of what they consider to be wealthy. Uh, it's, it's in, 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 in reality or worldly terms, it's basically talking about uh, social classes. So, you know, this is the elite group. You know, you want everybody's trying to be in a certain group to fit, to be accepted. But when you've been accepted into the body of Christ, you don't have to wrestle or try to fit in with, with anybody. As long as you belong to the God class and the God team, you are winning. And so that's the thing that we have to get in our mind. We have to come away from that mentality and that attitude, you know. Um, and, and I've just decided that I don't want to be around people like that. I'm me. I accept me, I, I, I love me, <laughs> and, I, and I just encourage you to be this way as well. You don't have to be something to feel like you are being used by God. You don't have to fit a certain group to feel like you're being used by God. You, you need to understand your gift and what he's placed in you. And I believe that your time and your building of your relationship with God will begin to make that thing clear. You will, you will gain clarity. And you will not be ashamed to use your voice for whatever God wants you to use it for. And so I just think that we have to begin to turn our focus and, and, and really become, take the mute button off of your mouth. You know, um, when we don't want people to hear what we got to say, we, you know, uh, on a phone call or whatever, we usually mute the line so that no one can hear. 
And many of us are going through life like that. We have the mute button on, but that sister or that brother really does need to hear. That unsafe person really does need to hear what you have gone through. What is really your story? And why are you keeping quiet about what God has done? I believe God is looking for men and women of God or uh, people that he has brought out of some stuff to really begin to tell the whole story about what he did and not just partial what you want people to know. And, and, and again, I say that your, your voice, you should not allow it to be muzzled because somebody else may not think that you're anointed enough or you're deep enough or whatever. So I said all of that other stuff in the beginning, you know, because it has been my experience, which I know it has been a lot of other people's experience, where people have caused you to want to uh, feel like uh, your gift is not good enough. And so my thing that I have always resolved within myself is nobody is going to make me be what God never designed me to be. So I would always fight against that. And I could feel the pulls or, you know, well, you know, you, you need, I never gave anybody the license to cause me to become a carbon copy of them. And I, as a leader, Never, I always encourage the people that I lead to find their voice, their unique voice, because, it, you know, he, he created one to one a Ballard. He created one you. You don't need to be a carbon copy of someone else. You have been fearfully and wonderfully made. And, and there is no other person that can do you better than you. And so what you have to realize is that there are things in you that the world needs, and God is ready for you to bring those things forth. So, beloved, today, I encourage you, use your voice and tell yourself, it's time to unmute. For there are many people that are longing to hear your story. And they can't hear your story if you're on mute. So it's time to unmute. I love you with the love of God, the love. Know that I am cheering for you. I am rooting for you. Your best days in God are yet ahead of you. Use your voice. God bless you and God keep you.